Hi, Gauri here. We've collected the best insights from the first 20 Knowledge Base Ninjas episodes into a clear and concise ebook. Simply send a blank email to ninja at bcast.email. That's ninja at bcast.email and it will be sent right back to you. Thank you. Welcome to the Knowledge Base Ninjas podcast. Where Gauri Ramkumar of Document 360 finds the best SaaS self-service knowledge bases in the world and then interviews their creators. Let's get started with today's episode. Good day everyone. Our guest today is Marco Cacicaro. I hope I pronounced your name correctly, Marco. Yeah, you did a great job. <laughs> Senior technical writer and tool specialist at Blackberry. So, welcome, Marco, to the Knowledge Base Ninjas podcast. How are you doing today? I'm doing very well. Thank you so much for having me. I'm very uh, flattered that uh, you invited me to be on the podcast. I'm very excited yeah. to be here. Fantastic, pleasure is ours. Thank you so much. So, Marco, please help me understand a little bit more about yourself and how did you initially got into documentation and what was your triggering point. Sure. Um so I I actually went to university as an English literature major here at the University of Waterloo. Um so I live in Canada in Ontario just uh, about an hour away from Toronto for most people know Toronto but not so much kind of the area where I live which is Waterloo. Um <clears throat> Waterloo is basically the home of Blackberry and I was lucky enough that during my program uh, the University of Waterloo offers co-op terms where you get to work for about 4 months at a time at different companies. Uh, I was lucky enough to land a tech writing job at Blackberry. worked there for a couple terms and then I was lucky enough that they hired me on full time. Um and it was very fortunate for me because I think as as most English lit majors you kind of start to think pretty deeply about what you want to do with your life if you want to become an academic or if you want to get into something more practical and and I realized pretty pretty quickly on in my education that I was far more suited to a life of a uh, practical uh 9 to 5 employment than I was the academic life. Um so I decided to try out a couple different types of jobs in my co-op program and tech writing was actually a great fit for me because it allowed me to do what I really love which is which is writing um and also get to learn a lot about tech and uh, get to work with a lot of different people have a lot of variety in a job and basically I learned very quickly that tech writing is a very expansive industry uh, it has applications in all sorts of different industries from tech to education to um you know even even aviation i've talked to tech writers in the aviation industry and government um and i just very quickly fell in love with tech writing and and i've been working at blackberry ever since i graduated so it's going on now 13 years that i've been at blackberry and i'm very very fortunate to be there and very happy with the uh, the day to day of what i do it's it's last couple of years have really been very exciting developments in my career so Fantastic. <laughs> Fantastic. So, so let's talk a little bit more about your process. So, what's your documentation process at Blackberry, and who or which team do you normally get involved in it? Sure. Um tech writers at Blackberry are very well integrated into the overall development process. So we're basically part of research and development, a larger R&D organization, and um basically documentation is part of the release process. So unless all the docs are ready to go and ready to release with the software, um the software doesn't go out the door, which means people take it seriously and it means that people put um you know, we work with a lot of different groups in developing and and tech approving our documentation including the testing groups, the development groups, um you know, 
customer support to make sure that all of our docks are rock solid. Um, and I'm very fortunate to be a BlackBerry because when I started there, we had a very large and expansive tech writing team that had, had very well-developed standards and they've only gotten better and more rock solid in the 13 years since I started there. Um, so even though now the company's changed, it's, it's a much smaller tech writing team <clears throat> with a much more direct focus um, on, you know, specific enterprise software products, um, our, our process is rock solid. And it's something that I, I very happily teach to new hires. Um, and, you know, the basic overview of the process is, you, you know, you do your drafting, um, you have a peer on your team, one of my peer tech writers, I, I have a, we're, I'm on a team of about 15 tech writers or so. Um, you do a peer review. Once the peer review is done, you kick off a tech review with your developers, your testers, your support contacts to make sure that everything is technically accurate. You pass that content to your editor for a thorough copy edit. We have a dedicated technical editor that looks at every single piece of content that we author. Um, once the copy edit's done and the tech review is wrapped up, you pass it through another peer proofread, either with your editor or with, with one of your peers as kind of a final quality check. Um, and then once the final documentation is done, we have another series of QA checks before we actually publish the content to the live website. Um, so we have a lot of checks and balances and we have a lot of processes that really keep our content at a very high QA bar. Mm -hmm. Super. So just relating to that question. So in terms of factors, what do you consider as important when creating your software documentation? What do I consider to be the most important? Yeah, the most important okay. factors. Yeah. Yeah. So mainly it's that we we help the customer achieve their goal, right? So we produce only customer oriented documentation, right? As a, as a byproduct, our documentation is also useful to internal people within BlackBerry, like support, like sales to educate them on, on our products and help them sell the products and support the products. But our main goal is to make sure that the customer, number one, understands the product. Number two, can use the product efficiently and effectively. And number three, if they have any issues with the product, they can find their answers instantly. Right? And that means that we offer our stuff both in PDF and HTML format. The reason why we offer it in HTML format is that they can search for anything in Google and our content is all indexed and they can find exactly what they're looking for, either from Google or from using the search engine on our, on our, our own website, docs.blackberry.com. Um, and really the customer is our measure of success, right? If the customer is, you know, if we're receiving feedback that our customers understand our product, can use it and can achieve their goals with it by using our documentation, we know we've succeeded, right? But if we receive feedback that maybe they don't understand a certain aspect of the product or the documentation is not as clear as, as it should be, um, then our goal is to revisit that and, and kind of rejig it and um, revise it to make sure that we do achieve that goal or explore new and creative ways to achieve those goals to meet the needs of our customer. So it's all about the customers, basically what I'm saying. <laughs> super, super. So in your opinion, how important is it to be innovative and try new things when it comes to creating documentation? I'd say it's probably the, the number one thing I try to do in my job. It's, it's extremely important. Uh, I think oftentimes, you know, I'm lucky enough that I get to go to tech writer conferences and I meet tech writers from all different types of industries. And I see kind of two types of tech writers. I see the tech writers that are kind of content to just kind of sit at their desk and just send emails and just write and just follow the edit process and put something out there and follow the process as written, which is good. There's a place for that, right? It's important too. But I think what's most important to me and what, what brings a team forward, what helps you to accomplish the goals of your company and accomplish those sales goals and accomplish those um, the goals that will help your company succeed and kind of 
always be evolving is that you be innovative mm -hmm. and creative and that you really try new things with your content. Some of those things may fail. Some of those things may not work out the way you want them to work out, but you learn from everything. Right. Yeah. Uh, and there's a lot of stuff that we've done on docs.blackberry.com recently to really flex that creative muscle and try new things. Right. So I'll give you one one really recent example is that BlackBerry has released these new suites of our products um, to kind of bundle them together, make them complement each other and offer our customers kind of four different levels of, of what you get for, for very specific goals. Um, you know, typically docs would not be involved in that, right? We just document the products. We, we document it as clearly as possible. We put it out there to the world. Um, but really what we're trying to do to align with that, that goal of... <clears throat> offering those suites um, is we tried new things on our site. So if you go on docs.blackberry.com right now and click on the, the first block you see on our landing page, um, I've created these new pages that really offer these nice um, diagrams of what you get in the suite, what these products do, how they relate within links to all of the documentation for all of those products. And that's not something that, you know, somebody told me to do. That's something that I thought up and it's something that we have the capability to do with our advanced tool set. And that's just something that I did. I got it approved. I got everybody in the company, um, you know, in, in prominent roles to review it and approve it. Uh, and that's just one example of how you have to try new things in order to further the goals of the company. Don't just kind of sit there and do same old, same old. Try new things because you learn from everything. Some things work out great. Some things don't, but you always, you always learn something new that will then feed into something else later on. Absolutely. Very well said, Marco. I'm very glad to hear that. Um, so have you noticed any kind of reduction in workload since introducing quality documentation? Yeah, absolutely. Um, I can give you a, a pretty clear example of that. So a little while ago, I mean, little, this was probably a few years ago, um, you know, we used to have a couple different teams that kind of had a bit of repetition in what they do, right? You had the training side that was producing training documentation, and then the documentation team, my team that was producing, um, you know, customer oriented documentation for our enterprise software. Um, and, you know, you took a we our team took a critical look at this in combination with the training team and we realized that we were really duplicating effort right we had multiple tech writers doing the same thing and not always aligned to the same goal so we kind of brought that together and the two teams worked together to really start to reuse content and what that did was it reduced workload it created more content expertise when you had one writer documenting something as opposed to two people with different backgrounds and different levels of experience in different contacts. Um, so we kind of aligned our goals and started to kind of write towards the same goals um, and write towards the same, the same purpose of, you know, I write, I write the core of the content and then you add some stuff to it for training and I add some stuff to it for the customer-oriented documentation. But that really did cut down on workload and it allowed us to do something far more efficiently than the way we were doing it before. Super, that's, that's great. So uh, are you currently generating any organic search traffic from your knowledge base? Yeah, so we, um, we actually use the... Adobe Experience Manager solution. So we have an XML plugin. That's our content management system. We author in Dita and everything we author, um, like I said before, we offer in both HTML and PDF versions because mm -hmm. you know, we have different customers who prefer different formats. Um, but the HTML is really key to our strategy because not only does it allow us to you know, align with Google because you know, in most cases when customers are looking for a quick answer for one of our 
BlackBerry Enterprise products, um, they'll usually start at Google, right? Unless they're familiar with our site and our content and, and want to leverage the search engine of our site, they'll usually uh, put something into Google to find what they're looking for. Um, so we really try to offer everything everything we document in HTML such that it can be indexed and accessible from Google. Um, we use Google Analytics to collect st statistics about what our customers are looking at, what search terms they're using, so that we can align how we write with how customers are looking at and searching for our content. Um, we try to keep our branding consistent and follow consistent brand guidelines um, to really leverage that search engine knowledge to and optimize everything for the search engine and to really learn as much as we can. Um, because again, that, that's a key part of how we get that feedback from our customers and how we get that information from our customers about what they care about and what they're looking at. Super. So what direction do you see the future of technical writing going down? Sure. Um, I really see it moving in the direction of minimalism. And that sounds a bit ridiculous because a lot of what tech writing is, is minimalism. Probably what I, what I mean to say more than minimalism is micro content. <laughs> uh, and this is kind of a term you hear a lot at these tech writer conferences that, that I go to. Um, and really what micro content is, is just communicating information as efficiently as possible because the word world that we live in now um, with, you know, Twitter and social media, people consume information very quickly and they want their answers immediately, right? If they can't get it within a hundred characters or they can't get it within one tweet or one post or one image, um, they get frustrated or tired of it very easily, right? People want information, they want it quickly. And what that translates into for technical writing, basically I think you have to experiment with new ways of communicating information as efficiently as possible. And I use that example of those kind of graphics we put together to communicate the suites, right? One of the key things we tried to do in the graphic is to not overload it with text, right? It's not like an infographic that just kind of hits you with, with a lot of sentences and information, it does hit you with a lot of information, but more in the sense of very short one words um, that says, you know, you have the icon of the product and then one word that says what that product does, like email or secure browsing or um, device safety. And it leverages that whole idea of micro content such that you can look at this image and within a few seconds, by looking at the different parts of it and the very minimal words that are used, you can understand what this product is, what it does, who uses it, and why it might be of value to me. And that's not the whole story, of course. You still need full tech, technical documentation that tells you how to install and use the product and navigate the UI. But I think we need to think more about how to leverage micro, micro content and how to leverage these efficient communication practices to draw people in, to catch their attention, to give them the a clear idea of what your product is and what it does so that you can then draw them in and give them access to the full documentation. Um, so definitely, I think micro content is the way of the future for tech, right? And I think people need to think very critically about how they can start using micro content in their websites and their docs and their images um, to really lead people in an effective way to their to their to their technical content. Super. Fantastic, uh, Marco. So let's move on to our rapid fire round. So who sure. have you learned the most uh, about documentation from in your career? Sure, uh, I'd say. 
the person I learned the most about documentation from, and I'll kind of extend it to more, more than just documentation, but more kind of the practice of technical writing and how to be kind of a leader in the field. It's my current manager. Uh, his name is Jamie Lambier. Um, and he really, you know, recently I've been kind of kicked up to the leadership team for, for, my, for, for the team of technical writers that I'm on. Um, and he's really helped me understand that being a good tech writer and being a good lead for technical writers is all about your your social game in terms of you know how you develop relationships within the company who you work with you know we work with so many different people from our, our testers to our developers to our sales team to our marketing team um, to our external vendors like we work with Adobe um, who provides our tool set and you know constantly working to evolve and make that tool set as as effective as possible he's constantly challenging me to kind of improve my social game and to think very critically about how I interact with all these people um, to really develop Develop strong relationships such that not only do these people help us accomplish our goals, but we also have something to offer to all these different groups as well, right? Um, so a lot of what I'm learning from him is how to develop that social game, how to negotiate and how to um, really develop strong relationships both within and without the company that will not only help me do my job better, but will help my whole team of technical writers do our job better. Um, so that that's the person I, I would say right now I'm learning the most from in terms of how to be a good tech writer and how to um, how to be a good leadership, uh, how to be in a good leadership role for tech writers as well. Fantastic. Fantastic. So can you share a documentation related resource you have consumed recently? Sure. Um, yeah, I, I would say one. One thing I got a lot of, of value out of recently, I mentioned a couple of times that I like to go to these um, tech writer conferences. So mm -hmm. one conference I went to last year was the CIDM conference um, where I presented a session and I actually got to attend the keynote speech by Adam Toporek. Um, and it was all about being your customer's hero. And I, I really got a lot of, uh, I got a lot out of his speech because it was all about how, th there's two kind of key takeaways I got from it. One is this idea that customers often come to technical documents when they're already in a state of frustration or agitation, right? They tried to use the product. It didn't quite work. Now they're seeking out the tech docs on their own and they're, they're, they might be coming at it from a bit of a frustrated, elevated state. Um, and what that means for us as tech writers is that we have to keep that in mind. We have to make our stuff as easy to find and as easy and effective, um, as easy to understand as possible and as effective as possible in terms of getting them to their end goal. Um, so when I started to think about that, I, I developed kind of a new resource within our team that we started to release about six months to eight months ago, which are called workflows. Uh, and basically, we, we tried to focus in on some really difficult sticking points for our products and then release these workflows, which are basically kind of like pretty KB articles is how I've heard them described. But it's essentially taking something that can be complex or difficult and making it simple in 10 steps or less using screenshots, using very minimal casual text, right? Using language that is more kind of casual person to person rather than just kind of dry formal technical text. Uh, and the goal of that is to basically take your customer's hand and guide them through something complex and make it simple help them get to that end goal in a way that's very friendly and easy. And the goal of that casual language is to kind of, to put it in Adam's words, um, is to kind of develop a bit more of a human connection between the writer and the customer um, so that you kind of dissipate that frustration. Uh, and another big thing I got from, from Adam's keynote speech as well is that idea that a lot of customers use documentation as a way to evaluate a product and understand if it's the product for them, right? It's not, it's not just people who have bought the product and, and want to know how to use it. 
some people come at it to understand the value of the product. Um, so that led me to think about how BlackBerry stocks address that value, right? Which then led me to talk to our marketing team and see what kind of resources they have to show, um, you know, use cases, examples of, of real world customers that have purchased and used this product because what better way to show value than that? Um, which then led to us, you know, I, I discovered that they have a whole repo of these use cases, um, which then led to me, you know, pitching this to my team that, hey, let's link up our docs pages to these use cases to actually practically show the real world value of our products rather than just talking about that value. Let's show that value. Um, so now many of our product pages on docs.blackberry.com actually link to these real world use cases to demonstrate that value. Um, so yeah, I, I would highly encourage anybody to seek out Adam Toprek's books. Um, and if he ever does any kind of speeches at the tech writer conferences, I really encourage you to check them out because I, I really learned a lot from it. And it gave me some really key ideas that I acted on. Super. Thank you so much, Marco. And the, the final question I have for you today is what is that one piece of documentation related advice you would give to your 20 year old self? Sure. Um, what I would say to my 20-year-old self um, is basically, don't be afraid to try new things. Um, very early on in, in my education and in my career, I was very afraid to try new things because I was afraid of failure. I, I remember one example early on in my career was, um, you know, in my first year or two of tech writing, my manager asked me if I wanted to, to go to a conference. Um, and I decided not to because I wasn't too comfortable with travel. And I was afraid that I wasn't going to bring back the right information or that I wasn't going to, you know, perform up to expectations in terms of learning something and, and presenting it to my team. And I've always regretted saying no to going to that conference because it wasn't until later in my career when I really started to push myself to try new things and always challenge myself with new projects and new products to document and new experiences. That's when I learned the most and grew and grew the most in my career. So I would say to my 20 year old self and to any young tech writers out there, don't be afraid of failure, embrace it because from every fail you, failure you learn and your fear of failure is often far worse than actual what actually ends up happening. <laughs> Yeah, that, that's true. Very good. Super. So any last pieces of uh, trips and tricks you would like to uh, share with our audience today? Um, I don't know. I think I would just say to anybody out there who's kind of thinking about giving the, the profession of tech writing a try. Um, for example, if you're a student and you have the opportunity to take a, a term trying out tech writing, I would really encourage you to do so. It's, it's a funny profession because it's hard to explain and make it sound exciting. I always say it's the kind of the curse of tech writers when you try to explain what you do to somebody who doesn't know what a tech writer is. It, it sounds like a dry profession, but it's not. It, it's very exciting. You get to learn new things every day. There's so much variety in your job in terms of not only um, you know, getting to write for a living, which is amazing, but you get to work with graphics, you get to work with people, you get to interface with so many different um, groups within your company, you get to work with external vendors, um, and you you also develop a skill set that will be relevant to so many different industries. It's not just one thing that's relevant to one industry. Um, it's such a great and enjoyable profession, and I would say it's uh, it's definitely worth trying if you if you're thinking of it. Take the plunge. <laughs> <laughs> absolutely absolutely so once again i appreciate all the time you spent with us today and um, i know i know it might be slightly early for you but um, it's an amazing journey what you had and um, yeah good luck with all the future projects and uh, writing thank you so much i really appreciated you having me on uh, i appreciate you having me on the podcast and uh, thank you again no worries marco take care
Thanks for listening to today's episode of the Knowledge Base Ninjas podcast. Please head to iTunes, rate, and provide honest feedback on the podcast. See you next week.